Welcome to Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams and for leaders who know that they are more powerful than the level that they are currently playing. I am Sumit Gupta, your host and the founder CEO of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to help organizations massively improve their output and impact and at the same time eradicating workplace stress. Yes, completely eradicating, not just reducing, completely eradicating. I believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for Mondays, not Fridays and get to do their most meaningful work. The aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content, but instead shift the context under which you operate. This podcast is titled Choosing Leadership because that is what leadership is, a choice. In each episode, I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices, which are not always easy and comfortable, but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves, and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way. Let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action, as those were the moments when you chose leadership. At the end, I will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast. And with that, let's get started. Nicole is the founder of Bosun as well as Mic'd Up Booking and helps entrepreneurs find the talent needed to grow their businesses. In the interview, Nicole shares how she grew up as a small business daughter and that led her to develop a powerful work ethic. She reveals her fun side in the interview and how she builds a culture of accountability and fun in her company. She also mentioned how she is running a remote company and yet she never misses out on those small opportunities to bring together people in person and have some work conversations. Hi, Nicole, and welcome to the Choosing Leadership Podcast. Hi, it's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. So wonderful to have you here. And to begin with, for our listeners, can you start by sharing a little bit of who you are and what do you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Nicole Grinnell, and I'm the founder of Boston Solutions. And we provide staffing at every level of business. So from that solo entrepreneur that's looking to just outsource a few hours a week, all the way up to that VP C-level direct hire. So we really are designed for every business stage of needing talent. And a lot of that comes from my background being a small business daughter. And I had a unique perspective of being able to work alongside my parents' employees and hear the complaints and needs that they had, as well as sitting at the dinner table and understanding the burden and the management and leadership that's needed to have employees. So very well suited to start this business. And it's been an awesome ride. Thank you. I think that's the first time I've heard like a small business daughter. <laughs> Can you share yeah. a bit more about that? How was that experience? What did you learn? And how did that lead to starting your own organization? Yeah. It's like one of those things where when you're in it, you're like, this is horrible. We work all the time. This is all we do. And then as you get older, you realize just the intangible things that you were learning along the way that you never could have learned in a school setting. And so um, specifically when it regards to staff is really understanding that burden as a business owner of really needing the revenue and needing the budget to bring in labor, but also that pain point, right? That teetering of 
needing more revenue, but also needing the staff to get there. And so that's really how the idea for Bosun came out of it. Yeah. And how was your experience like growing up? And I think we all grow up with our own like things which we learn. And as you said, there are many things which you can never learn in a book or in a course, right? So what did that upbringing prepared you well for and what did it created as challenges that, that you are discovering now? Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard. Like there's no sugarcoating and working all the time is definitely hard. And that was our family's business. They owned a medical laboratory. So it was one of those things where like you got your driver's license and you thought like, oh, this is going to be this freedom. And they were like, perfect. Now you're a courier. (laughs) So it really was like every stage became like another advancement in what you could do. But the things that I learned about that was, I think I have an unbelievable work ethic and really a Um, resilience and ability to hop into any role. And I think that in my corporate life, that was really what made me succeed. I was always brought in as an executive assistant. And within months, I was reviewing P&Ls and helping with department budgets, and then also make sure I brought the breakfast in that morning, right? And so when you grow up in that environment, nothing is too big or below you, or you treat everyone with respect because you've been every level. Quite honestly, in fact, I joke all the time, like, hey, if things go bad, I always think like, you know what I really loved? I loved working a drive-thru. A drive-thru was so fun. So you're never above anything and it just keeps things very light. Thank you. I love that. I think humility of like, no job is below me or beneath me. Yeah. And then also that resilience or that knowing that what it takes to survive as a business owner. Yes, absolutely. And we worked through the hard years. By the time I left for college, I came back and their business was doing well. And I kind of looked around like, we, I thought we were poor and we had to work all the time. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of years to get to that point. And so there's no overnight success normally. And so just knowing like, if you can see the vision as a leader and really bring in the right team, that success will pay off. Yeah, yeah. And can you share one or two tough choices that you had to make like as an entrepreneur and what did you learn from them? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think for anybody having to let go of a team member is probably one of the toughest. And sometimes you can see that earlier than really maybe even everyone else is or even they are. And really trying to, because there's a lot of factors that go into that. Obviously, the protection of the business, but also the protection of the culture. And sometimes being able to have the patience to really let things things naturally digress, so to speak, and let your team see how you handle that and the efforts that you do to make it successful. So that's a really hard one. I think anybody who's worth anything is not going to enjoy letting someone go. That's never an, that's never a good thing that they have to do, but you learn from it too. And you learn like, okay, maybe there were signs I should have seen before bringing this person on. Um, so that's definitely one. That's something that we kind of work with both in our company to prevent other business owners from doing themselves and try to help bring that protection. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And you spoke of vision earlier, right? So if I now zoom out into the future, can you share what is your vision for the future for your organization and then the kind of change that you want to bring in the ecosystem, in the industry with your work? Um, Yeah. So, I mean, it's ever changing right now. And I will tell you, we've had to pivot even from when we started, we started six years ago and during COVID and post COVID, we saw that the need actually changed from even just remote work to needing to find people in-house. And so we already had these amazing recruiting efforts. And so we joke a lot that like, we will think of a new policy and pivot really quickly based on what the needs of our clients are. So in a general way, I see always really staying in touch with our clients and understanding what their needs are. We're starting to see 
different roles become more of a need, sales, operational, as opposed to just assistant. So I think my general vision is just staying really in touch with our customers and what their needs are and making sure that we are solution-based for them. Yeah, and you mentioned about COVID, right? And there has been this transition to remote work or hybrid work. So I want to listen, what challenges has that produced for your role in servicing other clients? Yeah, so for us, in a lot of ways, it was a benefit. When we started six years ago, the number one question I would get was, how do I know that they're actually working? Well, now that everyone has been forced to work at home, <laughs> it's like, no, you are working. And quite honestly, you probably are working more being remote, right? So that like barrier of entry has really ended for us. So there were a lot of positives that came out of it. I would say is that the remote is no longer this like unique, special, exclusive club, right? And so again, that's where we've pivoted to our clients are really needing people to come in house. And so we're focusing efforts on providing that solution for them. Yeah, thank you. And since you mentioned that, I think trust also plays a huge role in remote, like not just for remote work, but also from a leadership or management point of view, right? So what are some of those mindset shifts that you think that employers must have today if they want to like not just create an organization which is remote, but also one which is healthy, which is like where people are connected, talking and not everybody like living in their own solos and not trusting each other. So what are you observing and what would you suggest to any employer who is looking to hire a remote workforce these days? Yeah. So it's funny because I'm, I run a remote company, right? So I'm certainly pro remote, but I'm also realistic in that not every role needs to be remote or should be remote to be successful. I think when you have a creative space and bouncing ideas off of each other, I mean, even though our team is remote, we like to be able to get together in person. There is a human to human connection that is really needed. And so I actually just went to a workshop last week where the individual was talking about how companies really can't make these just blanket policies of like everyone can be remote, right? Because not every role is suited for that. So I think really understanding what that job description is and what's needed out of that, where there's that opportunity to give that benefit, that's great. But we just have to be realistic. There are some roles that maybe needed to be in-house. And I think us as the employees as well need to be understanding and sympathetic to that, because I understand from the business owner's perspective as well. So I think where you can, business owners should just not draw a hard and fast black and white, right? There are opportunities to work remotely. It may even be a perk, but also saying, hey guys, here's the benefit and explaining that benefit to them of why I want you in. This isn't because I don't trust you. It's because I see that we're doing, we have more transit value when we are together and we're more productive. Yeah. And what challenges that does that produce for you as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as you continue to scale, continue to build a remote or a hybrid organization, what challenges that present for you? Yeah. So we have found it to be successful and only because we're really back office, right? And when we need those creative spaces, in fact, tomorrow, my CEO is flying in for the day. So when we have those times, like we're doing our vision planning for the year, we will fly in and get together and we will have those discussions because you can't do that over Zoom. Like it's just, mm. it's not the same. And so we do see those opportunities. We actually have another company mic'd up and we're starting our planning and there. She's flying in for that. So we're just really big on when those opportunities need to be presented. We want to make sure that we are all getting together. We also do team retreats every year and we do some collaborations with some different universities around the country where we all come in. So we just take those opportunities where we can grab them. 
Thank you. I love that. I think it's that mix of like understanding what cannot be done in remotely and then bringing right. people together on, on a frequent basis. That's so important for especially anybody in a leadership role or a management role, because everything which we call as invisibles like trust or empathy can actually, you can turbocharge that during an in-person meeting. So thank you for adding Absolutely. that. Yeah. Can you share something, something about yourself that most people do not know? Oh, is this supposed to be funny or <laughs> like a hidden, I don't, no hidden talent, where, but yeah, yeah. Anything um, interesting. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think most people don't know. I will say like, I'm very two polar opposite personalities. When I'm at work, like we are head down working and want to be productive. I'm a complete goofball outside of work. So that would probably be my biggest thing that maybe clients would be shocked by. But when I'm on, and not to say that we all don't have fun, we love a prank around here, but I think people are sometimes shocked, like, you own a business, you're running this? And I'm like, yeah, well, that's work time, right? And I need to be focused on that and certainly serious about the level of service that we're bringing. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And do you have to like do do put in an extra effort to be that different selves at different times or is it very natural to you? I think it's pretty natural. I think I have almost like a split personality. And I think again, back to my childhood is there was this childlike behavior and age. And then also I could be out riding bikes with my friends and within the afternoon, I'm running a front desk. So I think I knew how to turn it on and turn it off based on the situations that I was put in. Yeah. Yeah. And do you see opportunities at work where you like intentionally bring some of those elements in to help you with a particular situation or with a particular person? Oh, 100%. I mean, we definitely love to have a good time internally and keep things light. And we celebrate wins like crazy. I would say that's like our biggest thing. Like I love a giveaway. In fact, funny enough, I have this like prize wheel thing that we mm -hmm. will do. So um, I love having that element. I always joke. I don't know if you've watched like the Ellen show, but she was always doing her pranks. And I'm like, you guys are lucky that you're not actually in an office with me because I think that would be coming up quite a bit. So yeah, we definitely want to keep it where the environment is fun and everyone's excited to be coming in. But when it's time to work, we're ready to work. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And one reason that I asked this question is many times we try to create boundaries and we don't let others see us or others also do not let us see a part of themselves. But many of these elements are actually what help us become better leaders or better connectors with people. And I think it's a wonderful example you shared about celebration. It's so easy to get too serious or too focused on what is missing and not to celebrate what is already there. So thank you for yeah. sharing that. I think that has a lot to do with bringing people together. And many times I have to remind people to, to celebrate. And so I'm, it's wonderful to hear that from you. Absolutely. And it's hard because there's that whole, like, you're not your friend, you're your boss. Same with like a parent, right? You're not your friend, but you're a parent. And so understanding where those boundaries are, certainly with personal conversations and those types of things. But the reality is you should be bringing that energy and that light and you are setting the tone for your workforce. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, any entrepreneur's journey is not without like challenges or surprises. And the last three years <laughs> have been like, like a perfect like practice for that. So how do you manage your pressure? How do you manage when things go south? I think just really keeping everything in perspective. I honestly can't even remember who told me this at the beginning, but, and I'm, it's been said many times I've heard, but really just trying to stay here. And I mean, it is so easy as an entrepreneur to go high as a kite and like to the bottom of despair and just staying even kill. And just when those experiences happen, whether it's the loss of a client or a situation that happened, we have like a three-step process where we look back and say, what could we have done differently? 
What have we learned from that? And what can we change to try to prevent this in the future? And I think if you logically go through those in each situation, there are things that you can glean from it. There's sometimes that you go, there's an outlier. I don't understand why we lost this client. We did everything right that we could see. And sometimes you just have to chalk those up. But when you're able to break situations down instead of making it this emotional just experience that just makes you lose it, it just helps your team realize like, it's okay to make a mistake. We're going to learn from it. We're going to try to do better. What can we implement to make sure this doesn't happen again and look through forward? Uh, and so it helps me just get over it quicker and just realize like, we're going to make it we're, from this, we will be better. Thank you for sharing that. I think the steps and the questions that you mentioned can help like to take any situation or any challenge and break it down into manageable oh, pieces. Yeah. And many times we don't get that or we don't give ourselves the permission to slow down or to look at that and get we can get like get really tipped up in, oh, the, yeah. in the storm. <laughs> doesn't mean we don't ever have those moments, but try to stay as even killed as you can during them. Yeah. 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 And what advice would you give to other entrepreneurs who might be struggling with that or who might not have that like experience as a child? I think what you have experienced growing up as is a big advantage. So what advice would you give to somebody for whom entrepreneurship is very new and mm -hmm. they are struggling with uh, like dealing with everything that is happening around us? So I would say first and foremost, I mean, I definitely think my background is well has helped me be well suited for that. But if you don't have that find a mentor and it doesn't have to be this exclusive program that you enroll in, but just find someone who maybe is at their stages. I mean, I personally have one and it's actually an individual that I used to be his EA for, and he's not retired. And so on days where you're just like, I must be losing it. I'm crazy. There's no way I guarantee you, you can call that person. And they're like, yep, I've been mm. there. Here's what I've done. This is how I handle it. And it just makes you go, okay, I'm not nuts. I'm not the only one. My business isn't horrible. I don't know how to lead. And it just, it diffuses it very quickly. And so having them to not only be proactive on problems to say, hey, I'm coming. I mean, just recently I reached out to him. I had an amazing opportunity to send a proposal over to someone on a partnership. And I'm like, can you please just review this? Like I might be not seeing something. And he did, he gave me excellent advice and I was able to tweak it. And so find a mentor, find someone that is at that stage where they're able to give back. They've been through it. I hope to be to that stage one day, but it is just, it's an amazing resource to have as a new entrepreneur. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I think that's so wonderful because uh, like, I don't think there is ever comes a time when you overgrow the need for a mentor. And I think that's so wonderful to be able to say that it's okay, that I might be having some challenges and then I can ask for help and that's not weakness. That's, that's not like a lack of anything. Uh, yeah. And like, since you mentioned about mentoring, can you share how else do you support uh, your team dealing with the stress that comes with uh, like in, in a small business or in, in a small setup? Yeah. So we have kind of two sides. So on our, our contractors, our team members that are actually matched with clients or talent, we actually have a mentorship program internally. So for some of those contractors that have been with us for multiple years, they've dealt with many different clients and industries. We call it BOSA navigators. And so they sign up to serve for a quarter and that's all they're doing. They're saying, Hey, here's a challenge that I've had. It may be this client just never communicates. Like, how am I going to grow this relationship if they're not communicating? And here's some ways that I've done that. And so we do open forums where our other contractors are able to meet with them. Um, we do different topics every quarter. So I feel so strongly about that because it, you, it can be a very siloed world, one working remote, two being, for many of our team members, it's almost like they're their own business owner, right? They're interacting with the client. And so 
We have the mentorship program, and then we also assign a relationship manager to every contractor. So they have someone, it serves as therapist, HR, technical specialist that they can go to and say, hey, I'm running into this. Can you help me? So that was really big to us because when we first started, we saw a lot of companies that kind of said, hey, Bob, meet Sally. Goodbye. Have a great life. And we really wanted to make sure that they felt supported. We do with them as well contractor giveaways. We do 12 days of Christmas. We wanted to have that environment that still makes them feel like they have a workplace to go to, even though they may be in Illinois and their relationship managers in California. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think that reveals so much about you, how you care for your people and like how do you set up a program. And many times, like it's, it's as I said earlier, it's, it's so easy to get busy that you ignore or you yeah. under, undermine the value of all of these. So I'm so glad to hear that you have a mentoring program and then you have people supporting each other and then you take care of your employees and you understand that as a very important part of what you're doing, right? not as something extra. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, so before we- your lifeblood. Ah, wonderful. So before we end, if anybody who is listening who wants to reach out more about you, find out more about how you can help them, what is the best way for them to do so? Yeah. So you can go to our website, which is just bosunsolutions.com and just come in through there. And we want to give your listeners 50% off their onboarding fee. So if anybody wants to sign we up, we want to make sure to extend that to your listeners. And we just so appreciate you having us today. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. I will make sure to include that to the website and the offer that you made with, with the show notes. And yeah, before we end, I want to wish you all the best for everything that you're doing, not just with servicing your clients, but also creating a healthy organization, which is doing so. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. I am very, I'm very blessed and thankful to have my team. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast and I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show? And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future, please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally to lovingly and gently provoke you, to help you see your own light, to help you see what you are already capable of. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality. And I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved, and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.